You're listening to episode 99 of the Mud Stories podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are never, ever alone. friend, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here again this week to join with me in walking through something that's muddy and joining arms together and realizing we are not alone. And it helps to be together in it, don't you think? It really does. And if you are joining me for the first time, I just want to extend a huge welcome to you. I'm so glad you're here. And it's one of the greatest privileges to be able to meet you here each and every week and share a muddy topic with you so that I can know I'm not alone and so that you can know you're not alone too. And God is with us in and through it, no matter what. So today I wanted it to just be you and me, and I want to talk to you about Bible study and about reading our Bibles and about spending time with God, because this can be a muddy challenge. You know, we tend to start and then we stop and we're busy and we try to make the time and it just ends up being so hard and we can suffer from some guilt. We can, you know, wish we were better. And sometimes it feels like if we don't have a big, solid, hour of silence, it makes it really hard to believe that even five minutes really matters to spend time even reading one verse of scripture or one passage. Or even if we do take the time, sometimes it's hard to understand what we're reading or know why it's relevant or how it's relevant or how it can even be applied to our own lives. And so I want to dive into that muddy place today and offer some tips and resources and tools that I've found helpful in my own journey through this type of mud. And I'm just hoping that it will help you out wherever you're at, whatever stage you're at in reading your Bible and spending time with God each and every day. But before we get all into that, I want to give you an update on what I've been working on behind the scenes on this development of a resource for us as parents to help us stay connected with our teens through the adolescent years. I know this can be such a challenge for us, especially for us moms, to desire to stay connected to the those who used to be our little kids, but they're growing and they're changing and so much is in flux. And I really created this resource out of my own need to find out ways that I could stay connected to my kids as they grow and change into the adults that they're going to become. And I want to pass along to you things that I've learned, things that I've gathered, some insights from my own experience, and really desire greatly to create a community for us to meet together and interact together and do better together and find our blind spots and the things that we need to anticipate ahead and 
be intentional about our time with our adolescents, our teenagers. And so I'm super excited. And you all, this is episode 99. I can hardly believe it. Episode 100. Next time, I'm going to be telling you how you can get this resource for you, how you can join this community I'm creating for connecting with our teenagers and strategies and tips and ways we can do that. And I can't be more excited. So I want you to be the first to know. I want to be able to send you a message and let you know when it's available so that you can be one of the first ones in um, this first round. I am going to limit it to a certain number because I want it to be a smaller group of us going through this material together. I want to be able to hear feedback from you on what you like, what you feel like you need more of so that we can improve it and add to it for next time to open it up to just anybody and everybody. So uh, if you want to be the first to be notified and to possibly have a small discount on the price that it's going to be offered at, I would love to notify you first and you can find that out by getting on the wait list. So I want you to get out your mobile device. You can text the words connect with your teen to the number 33444. I will get you on the wait list and you will be the first to know before it's released to everyone. And I cannot wait to meet you there and um, that we can be in it together. The mud of connecting with our teens. And it's going to be so exciting to travel it with you. And I can't wait. So do that if you want to be the first to know. I can't wait to have you join me. So Bible study. You know, I grew up in the church. And when I say in the church, I just mean my family regularly went to church and once, even twice a week. And I just grew up hearing a lot of sermons and started to learn the more common verses in the Bible, verses like John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Verses like in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which was my junior high mantra, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. These were verses that just became so routine for me and verses that I knew because I grew up in church and because I attended church frequently. I learned the Old Testament stories. I knew the concepts and the rules that were in scripture. The problem is that when I got to college, I realized I didn't really know how to find where they all were in there. And I didn't really understand the concept of how it all tied together. I really depended on listening to sermons as I went to church each week or maybe college chapel or as I graduated from college, you know, listening to um, teaching or online ministries. I depended on others, other teachers, other mentors to tell me about what the Bible said. I never really set aside the time to spend alone reading my Bible. And I think there are several reasons for that. I think looking back, I mean, certainly I knew it was important to set aside time alone to spend in God's Word. Um, And when I just say in God's Word, what I'm referring to is the Bible, the Holy Scripture. And 
I think it overwhelmed me. I mean, I knew in college it was important to set aside that time. And I remember striving in the midst of all the flurry and excitement and activity of college. I remember saying to myself, I really need to do that. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to spend time reading my Bible. But for some reason, I was missing the want to. And I think it was because I was missing the how to. I didn't really know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I felt really overwhelmed. It seemed like a big book and I didn't know where to begin. I didn't have a plan. And the times I did start, I didn't really know how to understand what it was that I was reading or how it fit into the context of all of the Bible. And so although I went to church and I was active in my faith through my 20s, I never really established a regular habit of reading the Bible and spending time in God's Word. And I hate to admit that that's true because I'd like to wax eloquent and tell you that I had it all together and that I grew up in church and I knew all the right answers and I knew all the right scriptures and I knew the right lingo and what to say and I knew about grace and how to act. And those things were all true. I was really good at learning the culture of my Christian life, but my spirit and the depth of my connection with God was really a place of soul poverty inside. I was poor in spirit in the sense of not really being deeply connected to God because I did not invest in time spent with Him. And one of the primary ways of time spent with God is for us to read the Bible and spend time in prayer talking to Him. But you know, in my adolescent years, in my 20s, uh, even in my early 30s, it was was tricky. It was a challenge to know, like, how am I going to connect with God? I feel like I'm just talking in thin air. Like, is he really out there? Is he really hearing me? And just all the doubts and the questioning as you go in your adult journey and you maneuver and develop into who God created you to be, it is, it is a muddy journey through it. And, um, One of the things as I went through my years of failure and affair and divorce and recovery and in my remarriage and in learning to pursue a reconnection with God and understanding a new grace that I had never understood before. And if you're listening to me today and you don't know what my personal mud story is, you can find that always at JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 61 Or you can text the words Jackie's Story, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S-S-T-O-R-Y, to the number 33444, and I can send that audio recording to you. Or you can read on my blog, too. But any which way, as I maneuvered the mud of that and tried to reconnect with God, I really felt like it was in the Bible where I needed to start. And... It took me a few years to get to the place of starting because I was really afraid of reapproaching God. I think it was my way of processing God's grace and and learning to understand that God's love for me is not related to anything I do or anything I don't do, but that he just loves me for me no matter what. And so it was at the age of 38 that I realized, you know what, I have never, ever read my entire Bible. I 
couldn't tell you where some passages are. I mean, I was really familiar with a lot of it, but I didn't really understand how it was all connected. And so through a course of circumstances, I was invited to a ladies discipleship group in preparation for leadership at my church. And I joined this discipleship group and I really didn't have any idea what to expect. But in the process of being in the group and learning about leadership um, in the women's ministry at my church, it was a six-week course where I was expected to um, read my Bible every single day and not only read my Bible, but journal about what I was reading. And she actually handed out a Bible reading plan and told us what we had to do in our journals. And she said, when I see you next week, I'm going to be looking at at your pages of your journal, and I'm going to be checking that there are seven entries in there, and you can write whatever you want, and I'm not going to read it in detail in case you don't want me to know what you're talking to God about, but I need you to do this, and I need you to do this for six weeks in a row, and I need you to get a plan, and I need you to be in God's Word every single day. And You know, in the moment, I think I was frustrated and irritated that somebody was telling me what to do in the sense, I think, because deep down, I was feeling shame for not already having had the habit. I was feeling guilt for it taking this long in my adult life, you know, all the way to age 38 for me to, you know, then be in a group where someone was actually forcing me to do it for it to even happen. And so, you know, when I got over myself and my initial reaction, then um, it, it didn't take me long to realize that I really was loving being in the group and what she asked us to do, which, you know, I'll get to that in a few minutes. But what it really did for me was it led me through a journey of reading my Bible all the way through in its entirety in the next full year. So I took that plan and and that group started in the middle of June, I think it was. And so we started like randomly in the middle of the Old Testament, like First Kings or some strange place like that. Um, but by that following year, I had spent 365 days reading my Bible, checking off the boxes because Let's be honest, if you're like me, which I know not all of you are, but if you are that type of person who wants to get something done and you end up doing your task and you end up writing it on your list with a with a little box and then you check it off just to have it written down and checked off. Yeah, that was me. So this Bible reading plan had little boxes where you could check off each day. And I loved being able to do that. And it was so, so helpful for me. And that experience of being in God's word every day and, you know, it was amazing the passages that that would be applicable to my everyday experience that very day. You know, it was just cra- it's crazy how God Really, his word is living and breathing and active. And in order for us to understand who he is and who he says we are, we really need to take time to spend reading what it actually says. And so I got so excited about my first pass through reading the whole Bible that I ended up following it up with reading the Bible through again immediately after that in a course of 90 days, which was another checkmark plan that was created in an accountability group that I was in. And 
it just made me want more. You know, it was something, something about, you know, the 90 days of reading it. And I know it's not for everybody. It's like a full hour of reading. It's like you're reading a novel every single day. Um, But I did it in the 90 days with a chronological Bible. So the Bible as it's laid out currently, it's categorized according to books that are similar to one another, like the historical books, the prophet books that have prophecy in them, the poetic books like Psalms and Proverbs, and and then it's separated into the Old Testament and the New Testament. But the way it flows in the normal order that it's in the Bible isn't necessarily the order that the events happened on chronology of time. And so I got a chronological Bible and read it read the Bible through in 90 days using a chronological Bible. And man, it was life-changing to see how the stories wove together and to understand the overarching redemptive story of the entire Bible, how the Old Testament pointed to the New Testament, that Jesus was the fulfillment in the New Testament of the Old Testament prophecy. Just so much fell into place than ever had been before. And I really came to regret having wasted so many years missing out missing out from my own heart to be encouraged, missing out on connecting with God in deep and profound ways that you can only know by experiencing it, by setting aside the time to spend reading God's word. And man, it is it is my greatest desire for you to find your way to get into God's word yourself and to experience a deeper connection with him. And maybe if you've been a person who's read their Bible for years, maybe you need a new freshness, a new perspective, a new approach to reading God's word. And so I wanted to today come to you and share with you some tips and some tools for what I've found to be helpful some ways to make it easier for you to explore the Bible for yourself each and every day, because that is one of the primary ways God speaks to us. And it's also our best way to understand who God is, who he says we are, and that is we are wholly and fully chosen and loved by him no matter what. So first, I'd like to share with you some resources that I found helpful those first few times that I read through the Bible. And as I began to establish a regular time that I would set aside each and every day to read my Bible and journal and pray. And so first, I want to share those resources with you. And then I want to introduce you to two of my friends who are creating amazing resources to help facilitate us to get into God's word each and every day. They have created some studies that will help us have a direction to go. They will help us have a plan and they will walk us through a method that will take us on a journey that helps us completely connect with God each and every day. So first, the resources. The first one is the chronological Bible. It was life-changing to read God's word in a chronological way. My very, very favorite chronological Bible is the Daily Bible in Chronological Order in 365 Readings by F. Lagarde Smith. And I will put links to all of these resources in the show notes page. You can find these resources at JackieWatkins.com forward slash resources. 
And what I love so much about this chronological Bible, now it only comes in NIV, but I think NIV is a nice translation to read it like a novel, to read it like a story in chronological order. I loved it. In this particular chronological Bible, he puts not only everything in order in chronology, but he also, before each day's reading, includes a little paragraph that explains the valid history and pertinent background of world history at the time, the situation that was happening during the event uh, at which the Bible speaks. And it really gives us a context to understand what it is that's written in that particular book of the Bible. And it helps us understand the flow of how the Bible fits into history. And so I found that really interesting and really fascinating. And it was just so, so good. I can't recommend that chronological Bible highly enough. Now, beyond that, my favorite study Bible is called the Keyword Study Bible. And the reason I like that study Bible is because the Bible was written in not English. It was written the Old Testament in Hebrew, the New Testament in Greek, and sometimes nuances and inferences to culture get a little bit lost in translation into English. And so the, the keyword study Bible, what I love about it is it has a complete concordance and index in the back. It's a Strong's concordance where it actually shows you the original Greek word. So like in as you're reading in the Bible, it'll have an English word underlined with a little number as a superscript there. And you can turn to the back and you can see what the original Hebrew or Greek word was for that word in English. And you can see what it originally meant, what it was derived from. You can also take note of the other places in scripture where that exact original word exists in different passages. So you can kind of compare texts to see the context of how the word was used in different places. And I just love it because you can go directly to the original language and and, you know, I am not a Hebrew or Greek expert, but I find it fascinating to be able to explore what the original word was and to get an idea in context where it is used in the rest of scripture. Another way to find out what the original says is to uh, use an online tool called the Interlinear Hebrew Bible or the interlinear Greek Bible. So the Hebrew one would be for Old Testament passages. The Greek one would be for New Testament passages. If you just Google interlinear Hebrew Bible or interlinear Greek Bible, it will come up and you can download whichever chapter of the Bible that you want to take a look at. And it shows the original language and a very rough English translation of it below in the exact verb tense that the original language was in. And so it just is another added component to be able to really understand when we don't read Hebrew and we don't read Greek. It just is another facet of being able to understand what was originally intended by whatever verse in the Bible that you're reading. Now, another way is through the Young's Literal Translation, which I have been growing to love as well. And the reason I love that is because they don't take any liberties in trying to make it sound um, like it flows in an English sentence. All he did was take the original Hebrew manuscript and the original Greek manuscript, the oldest transcripts we have that have been found, and he actually wrote word for word, literally translating exactly what the word says. So when you read Young's literal translation, it does not flow at 
all. It seems very disjointed and very out of order. Um, Some of the original languages that the Bible was written in don't have punctuation, don't always have a certain order that the verbs and the nouns and all of that go together. And so when you read a literal translation like word for word, it doesn't always flow as you would expect our other translations to flow. But it's helpful to take a look at because it gives another layer of context to the verse that we're reading in our English translations. And I've really been loving exploring that as well. Now, the next thing that I want to bring to your attention is to have a plan. And there are various places online. You can Google for daily Bible reading plan, and you can download for yourself a checklist of different readings for the day and print it out and you can keep it in your Bible and it'll tell you exactly what passages to read each and every day so that you can read through the Bible in a year. Or maybe you want to read you know, each passage over two days and you can read through the Bible in two years or in three years or whatever it is that works for you. The important thing is to just take time each and every day to read something in God's word and reflect and pause and spend time giving thanks and communicating with God and building a relationship with him and connecting. And one of the primary ways we do that is by reading the Bible. Now, one more thing before we talk about my friends who are creating resources for all of us, which are amazing. When I originally went through that discipleship group where I read through God's word for the very first time, she instructed us to use a journaling method called SOAP. Now, if you're not a journaler, no problem. I totally understand. But if you think that journaling or writing might in some way help you connect with God on a deeper level, I would highly encourage SOAP journaling. And it's S-O-A-P. And what you do is you read whatever passage there is for the day, which by the way, you could also follow a daily reading plan on the YouVersion app um, on your phone, um, which is the Bible app. And they have all kinds of reading plans on that as well. I just think it it's helpful to have a plan. So whether that's the chronological Bible where you're getting your plan or a checklist where you're downloading and getting a plan or an app like the Bible app, either way, any which way, as long as you have a plan, that's going to be great. But whatever passage it is that you What you would do is you would write an S on your journal and you would write scripture, one verse that stuck out to you or touched you or moved you or seems particularly applicable to you. You would write that one scripture that you feel God is using to speak to you that day and you would just copy it out. Just write the scripture. And then the O stands for observation. So observation would be what might that passage be telling me in that scripture. Then A is application. How might that scripture apply to my life? And P would be writing a prayer. So in relation to that verse that you wrote down, the scripture that you recorded and the observation you made and how you think it could apply to your life, then you would write out a prayer to God, talking to him about what that means for your life, the implications that it might be, and just in general, your prayer talk talking to him and asking him to help you make that application in your life. And that's what I love so much about these two friends I want to introduce you to because sometimes we do need others to help lead us through studying the Bible and reading the Bible and understanding what it says. But what's so great about Katie and Denise, who I'm going to tell you about, is that they 
don't just tell us what it says, but they, through their tools that they've created, empower us to learn how to study the Bible ourselves. And that's what I love so very much. So the first friend is Katie Orr. She is one of those people. She shared her mud story uh, and her Focus 15 Bible studies back on episode 88. You can find that at JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 88. And Katie has created a resource that guides us through five days of the week. Her studies are called Focus 15 Bible Studies, and she provides a way for five days a week to help us explore and understand God's word on our own by seeing the same scripture passage from five different angles and focusing on a different angle each day. So in her studies, day one is always foundation. And what that is, is you read the scripture passage for the day, enjoying every single word slowly and taking it in and just really meditating on it throughout the day. Day two is an observation day where you look more into the details of the passage you read on day one. Day three is for clarification, which is where we explore and uncover the original meaning of the passage that we read on day one. So things like who it was written by, who it was written to, the cultural and historical context of the passage, and really the context of the passage within the chapter and book that that passage was written in. Then on to day four, Katie helps us learn how to do utilization, which is discovering the connections between the verse from day one and other places in the Bible that speak to the same thing, that imply or talk to the same subject, the same idea, the same guideline. So really that is in in essence cross-referencing how that passage from day one fits into the context of the rest of scripture in its entirety. And then day five is for summation. And that's really a time for us to respond to the passage from day one for personal understanding and application. And so you know, it may not be a checklist of reading through the Bible each and every day to get through the Bible in a year, but Katie's method is more focusing on a smaller section of scripture where you can really go deep, less of a bird's eye view and more of a bug's life view as she likes to call it. So again, you can hear her explain it better than I can on episode 88 if you want to go back and hear Katie's personal med story and about her studies, but she is releasing her fourth study in the series. So the first three we talked about on episode 88. Everyday Hope was the first one. It goes over passages in Ephesians 1, Ephesians 6, and Romans 5. The next one was Everyday Faith, um, spending time studying in Hebrews 11. And then Everyday Love was examining the truths about God's love from 1 Corinthians 13. And this next one that's releasing is called Everyday Peace. And it is releasing on September 5th. And it is all about a deep study and a look at Philippians chapter 4, which is such a good segue into telling you about my next friend who also is one of those people who is passionate about helping us study the Bible on our own and understand it and be in God's word every single day. Her name is Denise J. Hughes. She is one of my dearest personal friends. Uh, My husband and I sang in her wedding. We've been friends since our oldest children were five years old, and I'm just so thankful she's been so diligently working on these studies that she's releasing. So Denise J. Hughes is a passionate student of the Bible and serves as an adjunct professor at Azusa Pacific University here in Southern California. She is a conference speaker and writer and serves as the editorial coordinator for the wonderful site, encourage.me. 
Denise, like Katie, has a strong desire to help all women get into the Bible for themselves and allow God to meet them there. And she has created a Bible study series to do just that called Word Writers. Now, the Word Writers series helps us experience scripture in a deeper way on our own or with a group through studying and writing verses word by word. So not just studying passages of scripture or books of the Bible, but actually writing out in our own handwriting, word for word, the verses, which there's something powerful about taking out a good old fashioned pen or pencil and actually using our hand to write in our handwriting the words of scripture verse by verse. So Denise's first two studies in this Word Writers series are releasing. One of them is on the book of Ephesians and one of them is on the book of Philippians, just like Katie's book. And so they just blend together so beautifully. And what I love about Denise's books are that she also, like Katie, takes our hand and through stories from her own life, she offers help to understand the context and purpose of the passage of scripture, and she prompts us to explore it on our own through our own reading and reflection, but also by taking out a good old-fashioned pen or pencil and actually write the verses out word for word, hence the name of her studies, The Word Writers. Um, I think she's using the hashtag word writers if you want to check out what's going on there. And they are going to be diving in September 12th. Denise is going to start through the book of Philippians in a online study. And she has lots of goodies planned. Um, And I would love um, for you to check out the links in the show notes for that. So with each passage um, in Denise's book, and we'll just talk about the Philippians one, because that's the one that she's going to be going through first with everybody. Of course, the Ephesians one is available too. So, you know, pick them both up. I think they're beautiful and lovely, and you're just going to find them so wonderful. But with each passage, um, there is an opportunity to read and find out what the verses say. Then there's a section to reflect and discover what the verses mean. Then she provides a space for a response to apply the verses to your everyday life. And then there's a space to write these verses to better remember them. And Denise and her publisher have beautifully provided space in the back of her book for us to write out each verse in the entire book of Philippians, or if you get the one on Ephesians for Ephesians, which really I love because it keeps it handy to refer back to even beyond our time that we spend with the study. And um, so, like I said, Denise is gathering a group of women together. They're going to read through the book of Philippians beginning Monday, September 12th, and she's providing a free downloadable reading plan, and they'll be journeying in a 24-day online Bible study through the book of Philippians and she would love you to join her there. And so again, those links will be in the show notes. Really today, my greatest desire is for you to maneuver your way through the mud and know that you're not alone. I don't want you to waste any more time in your life feeling guilty that you didn't read the Bible. I don't want you to feel shame that you don't feel like you're good at praying. I I want 
you and I believe God wants you to know that he's waiting and ready and available. And even if you only have time to chat with God in the car or at a stoplight or, you know, as you're laying there thinking about getting up in the morning or if you're taking your shower and you are talking to God, really, that's what prayer is. And when scripture tells us to pray without ceasing, I really think it's a posture of our heart that bends to a desire to connect with God in each and every way that we can. And it doesn't always have to be a formal, you know, event that's an hour long with our candle and our hot cup of tea and, you know, silence in our homes. For a lot of us, that's just not reality and it's not possible. But what we don't want to do is not connect with God and not read the Bible because we just figure, well, if I can't do it like amazing, then I just won't do it at all. And I think, um, you know, we're the ones that miss out on the connection with God when we cave in to that sort of thinking. And so my encouragement to you today would be for you to find a way for you to spend time each and every day, somehow, some way, um, spending time reflecting on at least a verse of the Bible, if not a longer passage. Of course, there's apps that you can get too. I know Proverbs 31 has the first five app. Um, Michelle Myers has just come out with an app called She Works His Way. And she's encouraging women each and every day now online on an app as well. So there's just a variety of different resources out there for you. I just would encourage you today, make a decision. Make a decision that it matters and make a decision that you're not going to miss out anymore on connecting with God because he is right there waiting for you, desiring to connect with you and move and change your heart and love on you because you need it. You were created to be loved by him and he's ready and waiting to interact with you. And so no matter what it is you're doing today, I just hope that that is an encouragement to you. Don't forget to um, subscribe to the show. If you have not, I would hate for you to miss any episode. Again, this fall, I may consider releasing episodes on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. Just a heads up. I'm not going to say for sure, but you can look for me on Wednesdays or Thursdays this fall. Episode 100. I can't even believe it. I'm so excited. And if you want to get on that wait list to um, be the first one to hear about the new resource I've created, um, a resource for us to be in community and learn about how to better connect with our teenagers through the adolescent years, you can get out your uh, cell phone and text the words connect with your teen to the number 33444. And I will be sure to notify you right away so that you will be the first to know. And so I covet your prayers. I'm super excited. May you know today, no matter what it is you're facing, you are so very loved and you are never, ever alone. Have a beautiful day.